A couple of weeks ago, my wife and I decided that we could no longer contain the transcendent glory of the hit show, Keeping Up With The Kardashians. Cause you know, nothing can make you ponder the mysteries of the universe like Kim, Chloe, and Courtney. So we did what lesser beings do. We settled for something more down to earth. It was then that we stumbled on the National Geographic's The Great Migration series, specifically the episode entitled Born to Move. Through amazing video footage and a well-written commentary, Born to Move catalogs the migratory patterns of four different animals as they against insurmountable odds take these amazing journeys. For example, they featured a voyage of the monarch butterfly. Check this out. They migrate from Canada to Mexico. It's a journey that will take four generations to complete. Isn't that awesome? As the episode came to a close, the narrator said something that connected to me in a visceral way. Like I started pushing back some tears. <laughs> My wife spotted me and started to laugh because you know, who cries to Nat Geo, right? Hey. In my defense, you know, it was in slow motion. There was like dramatic background music. And, and come on, the guy had like a British accent. So I didn't stand a chance. But it was really what he said that got to me. He said something to the effect that each of these creatures were able to make these travels against, you know, treacherous odds. Because they make the connection that life is dependent on motion. In other words, they move because they will to live. It could be said that the scriptures are a compilation of stories featuring great journeys. A specific one that comes to mind is found early on as God comes to a man named Abraham. God invites Abraham to move. Abe is not given directions where to go other than a vague to the land I will show you. There is a sense that as long as Abraham is willing to take a step, God is willing to guide him. Abraham, the man who had no sons, whose wife was barren, decides to take a step of faith, and thousands of years later, three of the world's major religions claim him to be their father. But what's interesting about Abraham's story is that it was said of him that he never found what it was he was looking for. As if whatever he was seeking was somewhere beyond what this world could deliver. In 1987, the rock band U2 released their second single from the Joshua Tree album, entitled, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. The record was a major success that it landed the band the cover of Time Magazine. Here's how the song unfolds. He talks about climbing the highest mountain, running through fields, crawling, scaling walls, kissing honey lips and feeling the healing in her fingertips, the burning like fire, the speaking in the tongues of angels, the holding the hand of the devil, and yet after all of that, he makes this pronouncement. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Then he gets to the God part of the song. Here are the words verbatim. I believe in the kingdom come when all the colors bleed into one, bleed into one. But yes, I'm still running. You broke the bonds and you lose the chains. Carry the cross of my shame. 
Oh my shame, you know I believe it. And here's where everyone holds their breath. Because what we're hoping for is a change of course. We're hoping to hear, now that he has had some contact with God, that he would change his chorus to, now I have finally found what I'm looking for. But he doesn't go there. He stays with the same line as always. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. What a letdown. What a waste of a potentially great song I thought back then. When he found Jesus, he was supposed to have found what he was looking for. At least we were told that. On the side, I've actually been to huge Christian concerts where the band would change the lyrics of the chorus to bring it in line with how we market Jesus. Steve Stockman, a Presbyterian minister who catalogs the spiritual journey of U2, lets us know in a book called Walk On where our disappointment could be coming from. Listen to what he says. There seems to be a belief that when someone makes the initial connection with Jesus Christ, he has arrived. Immediately, a watertight box of solutions is handed to him. There are no more questions that needed to be asked. Jesus is the answer. There is nothing left to search for. It's been 24 years now since I gave my life to Jesus. And I have to admit, my life has never been so full of longing. As a matter of fact, if anything, it feels like Jesus ruined me. There's just a greater awareness of an abyss that lives inside of me. There is a sense that if I hadn't met Jesus, I would have actually been able to superficially fill the void in me, or at least muster enough delusion to carry me through. But meeting Jesus has not allowed that. These days, I can't help but think that maybe, just maybe, that's what Jesus is supposed to do. Maybe he's really supposed to connect us to how vast our soul really is. Ironically, Bono dubs the song itself as a gospel song for the restless spirit. Maybe the reality of following Jesus is not an arrival, but a beginning of a journey. Maybe we're not supposed to find what we're looking for. Maybe we are to be like Father Abraham who just took a step and another step and another step, trusting the voice that had called him to move in the first place. Abraham started out looking for a place but ended up finding something more valuable. He became someone. He was known as the friend of God. Perhaps it's the same for us. Maybe we're supposed to take one step after another and after another, and in our seeking, we would discover the grace, the love, the wisdom, the creativity, and the beauty of God, and be enthralled at the fact that whatever it is you find, there is more. It's wider, stronger, it's higher and deeper than what we can imagine, and therefore should propel us to keep on moving. There is a connection between motion and life. And when we stop seeking, we abdicate living. My prayer for us is that we would not find what it is that we're looking for. Because if we actually did, there's a chance that what you found was not God. He's far greater, deeper, wider. Would you seek on? Him?
God bless you.